and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, man flying over LAX. That's correct, man flying over LAX. And we're not talking about a man in an airplane. We're just talking about a man flying over LAX. Now, the first article comes to us from foxnews.com, and the title says, Airline pilots report seeing guy in jetpack flying near LAX during approach. The subtitle says, Tower, American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. Pilot can be heard telling air traffic control. Now, this article is by Stephanie Pagones, Fox News. And I have posted some links uh, at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. But most of this stuff, because there were quite a few articles today, I just went ahead and passed and posts on uh, the website, ufowarning.com. You can find them there at ufowarning.com. There's quite a few links, and I really don't like to completely clutter up the Twitter account, though you're welcome to go to Twitter and do a follow. As I said, you can find everything at ufowarning.com, and we also have a video there where you can actually listen to the uh, interchange between ground control and the two airline pilots. Now, the article begins, it says, An American Airlines pilot in California reported seeing, quote, a guy in a jetpack flying roughly 3,000 feet above ground as he was nearing Los Angeles International Airport, according to a recent report. The American Flight 1997 pilot was roughly 10 miles away from LAX on Sunday evening while it was still light out. He spotted the unusual sight and notified authorities Local affiliate Fox 11 Los Angeles reported. So 10 miles sounds like a long ways maybe, but it's not. Not when that airplane is going, what, 500, 550 mile an hour. Now, by this time, the, the uh, pilot, the plane had uh, flown down to an altitude of around 3,000 feet. So you're talking over half a mile. And he looks out his left-hand window and says he sees a guy hovering there at 3,000 feet wearing... A jetpack. Now keep in mind that this world record for uh, altitude with a jetpack is like under 6,000 feet. So right there the alarm bells go off for me. Secondly, what kind of a moron would be flying in a jetpack on the runway approach at LAX, one of the busiest airports in the world? That makes zero sense to me. Now, they did put a tweet out. It says, Unsolved Mystery Airline Pilot Reports Seeing Guy in Jetpack Near Aircraft While Approaching LAX Runway. And then it says, uh, when, the air when the air traffic controller asked whether the pilot said the person was on the right or left side of the plane, he responds, off the left side, maybe 300 yards. So about our altitude. Now, keep in mind, is these airplanes approach, from what I found, the average speed for, and this is a uh, Airbus 380, 381, it's like the size of, say, a, say a 727, 747. When these big planes come down, when they're landing, from what I found, the average landing speed, okay, when they hit the ground, is between 150 and 160 mile an hour. That's converted from knots. At 160 mile an hour, He's covering 263 or 264 feet per second. So, if you've got some idiot out there in a jetpack hovering above 3,000 feet as, as these jets are flying in approaching landing, 
they're just within a couple of seconds, one way or the other, uh, of taking this guy out and causing possibly a terrible wreck. So this is happening at incredible high speeds. It says a Federal Aviation Authority told Fox News the sighting happened shortly after 6.30 p.m. local time. And we're going to take a look at that. It says a second pilot then piped in. According to the report, telling traffic control, we just saw the guy passing us in the jetpack. Now that seems a little weird to me. This is a jet blue coming in. He's coming in for landing as well, so he's going probably a couple hundred mile an hour, man, because they're up in the air at 3,000 feet. If they touch down at 150 or whatever, and their average flight speed is 500 mile an hour, I'm guessing they're probably going a couple hundred mile an hour as they're dropping down to this 3,000 foot altitude level. And he says, we saw the jetpack man pass us? It seems like you'd be passing him. That seems strange. It goes on and says, it's not clear what happened to the jetpack traveler who had not been located as of Monday night. Now, we know these jetpacks only have a few minutes flight time. It takes a lot of energy to lift up 150, 200-pound uh, individual up into the air like that. And you can only carry so much fuel on your back. And I think I read five, six, seven minutes for the average flight time on these things. How hard would it have been to find this guy? Because they're reporting to you that they see him hovering at 3,000 feet. So let's just assume it's going to take him a minute or two to get back down to the ground and get to his car or wherever he's at. Okay? Why can't they track this guy? It seems ridiculous. An FAA spokesman told Fox News, said the agency alerted local law enforcement to the reports and is looking into these reports. A spokesman for the LAPD said they have not received any information about the incident. Well, this is something, and I'm sorry to say, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. And if you've been listening to this podcast, we've covered report after report after report where the FAA just seems to have no interest whatsoever in uh, investigating what are actually unidentified flying objects, which is what this is, whether they're drones, men wearing jetpacks, or whatever. They don't want anything to do with it. They need to do their job. Their job is to... Their job is to control the traffic. And if they have a man in a jetpack, or whatever this thing is, flying around their airport... And the flight path of landing jet airplanes, I don't see how that's controlling their traffic. And then when they're confronted about it, they just say, well, we called the police. We called 911. I don't know, man. The cops in L.A. are pretty busy right now. The cops in L.A. are pretty busy arresting people for not social distancing. The cops in L.A. are extremely busy harassing people for going to church and singing in church. The cops in L.A., they're real busy busy for writing thousand dollar tickets for leaving your house or not wearing a mask. They're too busy to investigate flying jetpack man who could cause a tragic airplane crash and kill a couple of hundred people. And on top of that, they flat out said, we didn't get a call from FAA. Well, there you go. That's your government working to protect you. Now, this whole thing just seems so strange to me, man. I have my doubts that this thing is even a man in a jetpack. It almost sounds like more code speech for, wow, we've seen a very bizarre non-human entity outside our window, and we don't even know what it is. Remember those cases? I think it was in Brazil a couple years ago, where, or Mexico, where it actually looks like a witch on a broom? 
Who knows what it is? We've had these NHEs reported all over the globe. And it always ends up being a drone or the mystery jetpack rider. How many people do you know even have a jetpack? Is that a common thing now? Thousands of people roaming around the country just riding their jetpacks out near airports? I just, it sounds ridiculous to me. Okay, It sounds like another one of those idiotic debunking theories when it comes to the whole UFO phenomena. I have to wonder, did these pilots really think they saw a man in a jetpack hovering there in front of the runway, in front of the flight path? Or is this just their way of saying something? We saw something really bizarre. We can't explain it, but we've got to say something about it. I don't know. The whole, thing's, the whole thing is too weird to me. I've got some other articles. And like I said, I posted them uh, at the at the website ufowarning.com. Now, I found this site called flightaware.com. It's really cool. You can just pop the flight number in there, and then it gives you all the information on it. So, I don't know who the guy was was a pilot, but we've got his flight number, and it's it's uh, AA1997. Now, you can go look this up. It, it's I mean, I highly recommend it. It's such a fun read. This uh, plane comes out of Philadelphia, it's a regular flight and goes to LAX, and then it has a map there, and it shows you where the where the uh, where they actually flew at. It, I'm having a little problem on the cell phone here with it all, but you can go there and you can check it out. It has um, it says it left L it left Philadelphia uh, seven minutes early on 3:53 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, so that's about four o'clock Eastern Time, okay, and it landed. It landed in L.A. six minutes early at 6.43 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So it was in the evening, about a quarter to seven. They'd still have sunlight out there at that time. And it says here it landed at gate uh, 47B. Uh, I'm trying to find... It has the, it has the actual... Um, it has the actual plane model. I think it was an Airbus 380 or 381. It's a big one. Okay, you can go there and take a look at it. Now, I that's that was the one. Now, there are actually, what you have to remember is there are two airplane pilots involved here, and we'll get into that in the next article we look at. The second pilot was flying a JetBlue plane, and that that flight was uh, JetBlue 23. You can also go there to Flight Aware. I have the link, like I said, right there at the ufowarning.com site. Just click on take a look at it. That one came out of New York at 3.58 p.m., and it lands in LAX at 6.46 p.m., so exact same time, basically within three minutes, just like you read in the article. You have, you, you have the American Airlines 1997 flight, flight coming in, it's coming into the uh, approach path at LAX. It's within this 10-mile radius. And it takes a while to get these big birds out of the sky. And it's down at 3,000 feet within that 10-mile range. And he says, hey, I'm looking out my left-hand side. I guess you would say my driver's side. And I see a guy in a jetpack out there. And th- then you, and when you read the article or you listen to the uh Transcript being written off. You can you can go to the, to the ufowarning.com site and and watch that little minute and a half ABC report. And then Ground Control says they put out an alert. Does anybody else see this? And JetBlue says, Yeah, the thing just flew past us. So it's right there in that vicinity. You have what these both these guys apparently think is a person wearing a jetpack. But what in the world would somebody be doing in the flight path at LAX? 
wearing a jetpack. And there's some other things to consider. We're going to get into those in just a minute. Now, so there's the two witnesses. You have the two pilots, JetBlue 23, the second one, and AA-1997, the American Airlines pilot, is the other one. Both these guys have come, they've come in from the East Coast, and they're landing in LAX, and they see this thing. Now we have... Um, This one right here. Oh, that's Fox News. There's a, I've got about three or four, and I have them all listed right there because the thing is, when you when you when this story breaks like this, a lot of times uh, different uh, stories will add uh, little different details to it to really help us get a whole picture. Now, this article comes from the Sun.uk. It says, "Rocket Man flying in jetpack at 3,000 feet spotted out of window of plane landing at LAX." And articles by Laura. Gasaldi Gilmore, of course this was released today, it says an American Airlines pilot reported seeing a guy in a jetpack flying past his plane as it approached 3,000 feet on Sunday. The pilot can be heard in a radio call telling the control tower what he saw the mystery man, that he saw a mystery man flying past the plane when it was about 10 miles out from landing at Los Angeles International Airport, according to local station KTTV. The pilot said the flyer was about 300 yards from the plane as it prepared for landing. A second pilot for JetBlue also reported seeing a man in a jetpack fly past, according to the Hill. Despite the reports of the jetpack flyer in the skies around the Los Angeles airport, there were no in-air collisions. As of Tuesday morning, there are also no reports of injuries. It goes on and says, No more information about this mystery flyer has been released yet, and neither American Airlines nor the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, have confirmed that a man with a jetpack was actually flying in the area around LAX. Well, you got to think about this. We don't have any other sources on the ground saying, Hey, we saw this guy flying in a jetpack. We don't have any angry ex-wives or ex-girlfriends reporting this guy. Hey, I know that idiot. He should be arrested. Uh, we don't have a disgruntled employee or a disgruntled boss. Wouldn't you think somebody in L.A. would have known who this Yahoo was flying around in a jetpack in the middle of air traffic? You would think. It says the FAA told KTTV they had turned the report of the flying man over to the Los Angeles Department police department for an investigation. You know, is that right? Should the FAA just say, well, we're not going to bother with this. Here, take care of it, LAPD. I mean, you know, the LAPD has such a stellar reputation of transparency and honesty. I'm not sure these are the guys I want handling an air infraction case where people could have been killed, okay? I'm not sure if their level of air traffic control competency rises to the level needed to crack a case like this. The Hill reported that the incident is being investigated as a drone sighting. Oh, mama mia, there we go. The drone sighting. Why? You know what? Why didn't they just go ahead and report this as a swamp gas sighting? Or possibly the, Vana, the planet Venus that's what it was. They were coming into land 3,000 feet altitude, and he looked out into his left-hand side, and he saw the planet Venus. Sounds reasonable. Do you see a pattern here? Every time we come across one of these crazy UFOs, I mean they're real strange ones, the first thing they do is they pull out the drone card. 
you know, the pilot called this in. He's like, man, there's some crazy-looking non-human entity flying outside my jet airplane window. I think I'll call it a jetpack, man. That way they won't, they won't think I'm crazy. Well, it gets to ground control. Ground control says, no, jetpack man is way too crazy. Here, here, this is what we do. These are drones. It's a human-shaped drone. Remember that, Jack. Human-shaped drone. That's what we call non-human entities that from time to time appear in our skies and nobody has an explanation for. It goes on, it says, Jetpacks have been able to reach the heights described by the pilot in the past. In February, a man wore a jetpack created by Jetman Dubai and reached an altitude of nearly 6,000 feet, according to Newsweek. The peculiar thing about this jetpack sighting is that a mystery flyer would choose to go up in the path of planes arriving at LAX, putting himself at risk of a collision. Yeah, and a couple hundred people on that airplane at risk. Aviation expert Steve Cowell told KTV that he believes the pilot's claims of what they saw. There's no question in my mind that the American pilot was very definitive about what he saw out of his window, he said. Even the most technologically advanced jetpacks can only fly briefly, so it's possible that this person may have gone up and may have come down and then driven away, he added. It's also possible that I could have won the lottery last Saturday, but I didn't. My, my, my. Now, I want to take a look at a, another one right here. Okay. This kind of goes along with our um, fabled FAA uh, competency we talk about. This is why, this is one of the few, one of many reasons, actually, why I don't fly commercial. From FoxLA.com. Airline pilot reports seeing guy in jetpack flying near aircraft while approaching LAX runway. And you can go ahead, like I said, go to ufowarning.com and you can click on this one. These multiple links, great articles, and you can actually listen to the conversation between the two pilots and ground control. Los Angeles, an American airline pilot seeing a mystery person in a jetpack flying high above Los Angeles right in the path of incoming jets at LAX Sunday evening. Right in the path. Right in the path. But this is of no concern to the FAA. They're not worried about this. Did they get a heads up from somebody in the Defense Department that they were trying out some of their new paranormal UAP stuff to see what would happen? Or are they just not prepared to deal with something this strange. When it comes to accuracy and detail and reliability, you'd probably rank airline pilots right up there. So when an American Airlines pilot reported via radio to the ground control tower, seeing a, quote, guy in a jetpack as he approached, as he was approaching LAX at about 3,000 feet and 10 miles out for a landing, you had to give it serious credibility, as unlikely as that may be. Is it possible, based on research, jetpacks can fly that high? Excuse me. Is it possible? And he says, yes, based on research, jetpacks can fly that high. But is it likely? Common sense would say no. 
but get but then again, it's an airline pilot reporting it with visual flight rules, meaning plenty of visibility and it wasn't dark yet. Now keep in mind these jetpacks and they're it's not like you can go to Walmart and buy one. They only stay airborne for a few minutes. So therefore most people that you see flying these things are just flying around at treetop level. You know, when the fuel's out, it's out. That's why it was a big big deal when someone flew to 6,000 feet. It was, it's not like you cruise at 3,000 feet with these things. There is no reason to. It's possibly, I would think, maybe suicidal. I mean, what happens if you run into a problem with your handy-dandy jetpack jet at 3,000 feet? I don't see parachutes on these things. This is not the kind of machine that you would. that's built to be taken to 3,000 feet where you can be hit by airplanes. It's a recreational little air vehicle that you can tool around treetop level, okay? That's what this thing is for. You're trying to increase your level of safety and decrease your chances of falling out of the sky from 3,000 feet like a rock. It says, Common sense would say no, but again, it's an airline pilot reporting it with visual flight rules, meaning plenty of visibility, and it wasn't dark yet. You'd think anyone with the technical and financial ability to do something like that would also realize not to do it in LAX's flight path. Could it be some internet or social media stunt? That's one theory some have suggested. No one has come forward to say they were for some reason flying a jetpack. And normally the promotional or fun videos we've seen of them are much lower. Aimed at vacationers or thrill seekers who blast off with a pack attached to their back for a few seconds of low level flying. Flying this dangerously high in the sky is not typical. Efforts to find out more from the pilot went nowhere and representatives from the American Airlines told Fox 11 to contact the FAA. The FAA told us they turned the report over to the LAPD for investigation. Yes, that's the equivalent of saying we flushed it down the toilet. Possibly trying to locate the person via a helicopter or a ground patrol. The LAPD tells Fox 11 they received no such report from the FAA. Well, even if they did, do you think that the LAPD is going to waste their time chasing down a jetpack man? They've got social distancing tickets to write. They don't have time to be bothered with this. Two retired pilots who currently teach and consult on aviation safety say they would absolutely believe the pilot in that situation given their trained eyes and visual awareness. The pilot estimated the jetpack was only about 300 yards out of his window. Now keep in mind, you're 900 feet away from a, what, a 50 or 60,000 pound object that's traveling, I don't know, 150 to 350 mile an hour? This bad boy's leaving a wake, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. It says, all of this is very puzzling. Oh, excuse me. For now, it's a mystery on many levels. Maybe it was a mylar balloon or a small helicopter. Oh, please. Years ago, a man in a lawn chair flew aloft with dozens of helium balloons tied to it. Maybe it was David Blaine. Maybe that was David Blaine practicing for his upcoming balloon stunt. 
I'll bet it was. I'll bet you that was David Blaine. Somebody should get him on the phone. Although this is a very puzzling and a potentially dangerous mystery, as you can imagine the consequences of that kind of mid-air collision. Yeah, we can. If you have any information related to the story, please call the LAPD. You know what? If they cared, they'd have about a $10,000 reward out right now. Now, I want to take a look at one more here. What they're not talking about is... Um, the kind of wave, the the the, the kind of uh, air turbulence that one of these big airliners puts off. Now we've we've gone over the fact sheets. We've seen where both the eyewitnesses came from. Okay, this is not just mindless chatter on a CB radio. These are two uh, pilots of, of of big jets, both of them coming in from the East Coast, landing at LAX, and as they come in. Both of them report seeing a man and a a man in a jetpack. Okay, that we have. We've got the pilots down. We don't know their names. Some people do. I, I suppose you could find it if you were so inclined. But we have the flight numbers. Okay, and that's what we need. We have the recording between the pilots and ground control. And like I said, you can go to ufowarning.com and you can click on any one of these links to listen to that. It's about a minute long. It's entertaining. We've also found out that the FAA is not going to investigate. And I am so shocked. I mean, literally. I I just can't believe it. They're so thorough about this stuff normally. Just like the drone swarms over Palo Verde and other nuclear power plants and other nuclear uh, weapons uh, installations. You know, the FAA is so thorough about investigating those unidentified objects. They're so thorough about releasing the radar images and what they found. They really do a thorough job. Sometimes they call people back and tell them not to bother them in the middle of the night. Sometimes they just tell people not to bother them at all to call the LAPD, who says, we haven't heard from anybody. So yes, I'm shocked and dismayed that the FAA is not treating this more seriously when you consider what would happen if a 747 or an Airbus 380 or 81, whatever it was, would crash into a man wearing a jetpack at 3,000 feet. If you think brick collision is a bad deal, imagine hitting a 200-pound man with a 150-pound jetpack on the back, full of fuel. But the FAA, well, they're going to let the LAPD take care of this one. Okay, that's settled. And all these articles, you know, where the writing has basically varied from, wow, not that great, to, okay, pretty decent. I didn't see anybody ask a question about wake vortex turbulence. Now, just think about this for a second. If you happen to be unlucky enough to be broke down along the side of a highway somewhere, or getting a ticket along the side of the highway... And the speed limit there saves 65, 75 mile an hour. And while you're there changing your tire, getting your ticket, a big old 18-wheeler goes flying by full speed. You know, that shakes your car. Just the turbulence, the vortex off that 18-wheeler. Now, as I understand it, one of these big uh, 747s, Airbus airliners, weigh about as much as one of those 
big 18-wheelers. I mean, I should have looked it up. I didn't. But they're big. Let's just admit that. They are huge. And I got to think that one of those bad birds is going somewhere between 160 and, say, 300 mile an hour. 160 and 300 mile an hour. Did you get that? 160 when it touches down. That that big bird is leaving a wake. Okay? And I'm thinking... That if you're less than 900 feet away from that bad girl, when she's touching down, or taking off, as we find out here, you may not want to be there, Jetpack Man. You may find yourself doing somersaults backwards. Because this thing is not just slipping down to earth like a canary. It's 40, 50, 60,000 pounds, I don't know, coming down in what is basically a controlled crash. And it's pushing air out of the way all the way down. And guess what? They're at an airport. And what happens at the busiest airports in the world? Air, airplanes are taking off and landing all day. So the wakes never stop. The wakes these things create are a problem for other giant airplanes. Let alone some idiot wearing a jetpack. So let's see what they say on Sky Skybrary. Dot arrow wake vortex tur- turbulence wake vortex turbulence quite a long article here. Let's go through a little bit of it though. So I want you to imagine this these two pilots coming in one after another. By the way, two of these giant airliners landing at LAX within three minutes of each other. Okay, we've got AA nineteen ninety seven and JetBlue twenty three baby coming in, and both of them report an idiot. Wearing a jetpack at 3,000 feet. Between these two bad girls. Wake vortex turbulence is defined as turbulence which is generated by the passage of an aircraft in flight. It will be generated from the point when the nose landing gear of an aircraft leaves the ground on takeoff and will cease to be generated when the nose landing gear touches the ground during takeoff where another aircraft encounters such turbulence pretty much all the time. Potentially hazardous turbulence in the wake of an aircraft in flight is principally caused by wingtip vortices. These type of turbulence is significant because wingtip vortices decay quite slowly and can produce a significant rotational influence on an aircraft, encountering them for several minutes after they have been generated. Jet efflux and prop wash can also hazard the control of an aircraft, both on the ground and in the air. But whilst these effects are often extreme, their effects are more short-lived. The origin of counter-rotating wingtip vortex is a direct and automatic consequence of the generation of lift by a wing. Lift is generated by the creation of pressure differential over the wing surface. The lowest pressure occurs over the upper wing surface, and the highest pressure occurs under the wing. This pressure differential triggers the roll-up of the airflow aft of the wing, resulting in swirling air masses trailing downstream of the wingtips. After the roll-up is completed, the weight consists of two counter-rotating cylinder, cylindrical vortices. The strength of the vortex is governed by the weight, speed, and shape of the wing of the generating aircraft. The vortex characteristics of any given aircraft can also be changed by extension of flaps, 
of other wings configuring devices as well as by the change in speed. However, the basic factor is the weight. The vortex strength increases proportionally. Well, you got the biggest airplanes in the wing in the world coming into land here. Repeatedly, do you think there'd be some vortex out there? Vortexes typically persist for between one and three minutes, with their survival likely to be the longest in stable air conditions with low wind speeds. Such conditions can extend their survival at higher cruise altitudes beyond that at a low level. Once formed, vortexes are in almost all cases likely to descend until they decay or, or low-level cases until they reach the ground, if this comes first. So in other, in other words, these things are landing, these planes, they're creating vortexes, and these vortexes are just blasting all the way down to the ground. And it's happening repeatedly because this is an airport. I don't know, do you think a sane person would take their jetpack up in an area where they're going to be where they're going to be battered by little mini-tornadoes the whole time. I, I'm not even sure that it's humanly possible to fly a jetpack in those conditions. I'm not sure. The potential for hazardous wake vortex turbulence is greatest where aircraft follow the same tracks, i.e. are in trail and closely spaced. Well, does that sound like an airport to you? This situation is mostly encountered close to the ground in the vicinity of airports where aircraft are on approach to or departure from particular runways at high frequencies. Well, do you think that LAX has a high frequency of landings, thereby they have a high frequency of vortexes? And if they're telling you to keep a small plane out of these things or a big plane out of these things, if these things are a problem for 747s, these vortexes, if these vortexes are a problem for a 747, do you think they might be a problem for a person wearing a jetpack? Come on. Sudden, uncommanded roll movements may occur, which in extreme cases can be beyond the absolute power of the flying controls or the prevailing response of the flight crew to counteract the high rate of roll may cause uncommanded disconnection of the autopilot and transient or terminal loss of control. In other words, the vortex created by these jets puts so much instability in the air, these little mini tornadoes, that they can knock down a 747. They are a problem. In route, in trail, uncommanded roll can be similarly caused to smaller aircraft by the effect of larger ones, which may be ahead at a higher level. Note that if the generating aircraft is climbing or descending rapidly, there you go, descending rapidly, greater than 1,000 foot-feet per minute, oh yeah, then a significant wake vortex may persist across several flight levels. If the generator aircraft is descending, this means that a WVE can occur above the position of the generator aircraft at the time of the encounter. The greater longevity of vortexes at higher cruise altitudes can lead to encounters at much greater in track separation than ATC separation. Well, I think you got the point. It doesn't take a very smart person to understand that when you're moving something the size of a 747 that's that big and weighs that much, and you're landing those things plane after plane after plane, 
that they're going to create a very unstable, disturbed atmosphere in that landing zone. It's no place for a Piper Cub. And it's especially no place for a person wearing a jetpack. We have to ask ourselves after reading that article, after reading the destructive power of these vortexes, they can literally take down a, a passenger jetliner. They have that much force. If that's the case, would it even be possible for a person to navigate those airs with nothing more than a jetpack? A little pack of, I don't know, what is it, nitric oxide? Some kind of jet fuel on your back that lasts about three minutes? I've got a jet pack that will keep me aloft for three minutes. And my choice is to go to LAX International Airport, get out there about 10 miles right as the planes start to come down, park myself at 3,000 feet, where I know the vortexes are really going to be rocking and rolling and where it's not even safe for small planes to be at. And I'm just going to hang out there and zip around back and forth within eight, 900 feet of these pilots. I'm not sure I could find a person dumb enough with a jetpack to do that. I'll tell you what I think. I think these guys have saw something unidentified. And I think what they're trained to do is just like every other one of these sightings. They go to the default explanation. Normally they would say, hey, I saw a drone. But this thing was so weird. It was so human-like that they had to call it a man in a jetpack. Now, if they arrest this idiot and they put his mugshot on TV and they prove that it was a man in a jetpack hanging out of LAX at 3,000 feet, I will happily report it to you. But until then, I am putting this in the unidentified column. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. Visit UFOWarning.com. UFOWarning.com.